What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by my co-host, Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine morning? I'm chilly, and I'm sad because later this afternoon, I have to finally take down my Christmas tree. Oh, It's the end of the season. It is currently January 17th at the time of recording, (laughs) so it's going to look real awkward when I just kind of drag my tree down to the curb a month after everybody else did. Like, whoops. Got that sad Charlie Brown music going. Just walk with your head down as you drag it slowly uh, behind you. (laughs) This thing is a fire hazard. Like if you touch it, it is crispy. It's brittle. It's a little brittle. Crispy and brittle. (laughs) You have to be careful. Like if you light candles and stuff, but don't get a match within ten feet of it. The lights are going to have to be absolutely unplugged. No spark possible, so that it doesn't just instantly (laughs) catch flame like a match. Because it would. Man, I like <laughs> one time we had an, we had a real wreath that we had hung on our door, and after Christmas and stuff, we just burned it in our in our uh, oh fire pit. But yeah, oh my god, I was not expecting it. Just like whoosh, I was like, oh god, oh god, <laughs> they go up fast. <laughs> they do. They go up real fast. Oh man, but we were not burning trees and wreaths and stuff like that. You know, we're here to talk about some games. Uh, because those new podcast episodes of Team Chat Podcast come out on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time. You can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web. Watch the video versions of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. And you can also find us on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server where we have a lot of great fun gaming conversations when we're not here recording the show. As well as a whole lot of other fun conversations too about a variety of different topics. You know, it's just general chit-chat happening over there on the Discord. It's a good old time. But if you'd like to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server solely for our patrons. And actually, a little addendum to this, we have always been calling this Patreon, but because Mogan now is a pro streamer and she has several subs, to her Twitch channel, uh, we are now going to be bringing in subs to our to our respective Twitch. Either her, my name is not Morgan Twitch channel, or the Team Chat Podcast one. We are now b- allow uh, bringing subs because we're like, oh, that's that's silly. They should be they're monetarily yeah. supporting the podcast. They should get the same benefits. So. Supporting us on Patreon.com or Twitch.tv slash Team Chat Podcast or Twitch.tv slash My Name Is Not Morgan will get you into these all these same fun benefits as well. But you can do that just like James K, Ben W, Michael B, Future Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. So thank you all for being patrons of the show. We love and support and we love you very much. Heart emojis. But if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand. But there are a lot of great ways that you can help support the show that are free ways, like telling your friends, writing us reviews on wherever you're listening to or uh, engaging with the show. Just, you know, that good old word of mouth marketing and just getting us out there in the universe. That helps us all as well make the show bigger and better. And for that, we are also incredibly grateful and love you all. More heart emojis for you. But a, but a smaller but, heart. Oh, I I'm trying to make it actually look more heart. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I can't even get it on there. I'm not even on oh, the screen. There it well, is. Well, if we want them to actually wow, look heart-like, we should shape them more like 
<laughs> Anatomically <laughs> really correct accurate. hearts. We just get a, a model of like a heart and we just oh, like hold dude, it up. Next, time, next time I'm at the doctor's office, I'm totally going to steal one and just be like, swipe it. Now. <laughs> I need this. You don't I understand. Don't question it. Reasons. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, man. But before we get into the main topic of the day, let's get into a little bit of news and what's coming out soon in our moment with Mogan. All right. A lot of stuff is coming out this year, but not necessarily this month. Uh, January is looking, you know, reasonably light because, of course, all the big stuff already came out in December and all the other big stuff is coming out later this spring. So as of this episode's air date on, oh, God, oh, God, the 19th. All of the following will be coming out this week. Uh, Hitman 3, one of the few big games to be coming out that I actually have some some interest in. Uh, That's I like, pretty good. I like sneaking. I like I like stealthing, not in Skyrim, but in other games. So Hitman 3 is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. So it's basically coming out for literally everything except mobile. <laughs> and that's gonna, coming out January 20th again. Uh, on the 21st, we have Ride 4 for PS5 and the Xbox Series XS. Uh, Cyber Shadow comes out for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, not the new Xbox consoles. Switch and PC on January 26th. And then the next game, I am not sure if my current source is incorrect about this because here it says that Stronghold Warlords for PC mm. is coming out January 26th. But if you actually go to their website, the Stronghold Warlords website, at least for Steam, it shows a release date of March 9th. So oh. I suspect that this has perhaps been delayed a little bit. I would imagine bit. then, I guess, and that wasn't updated in the, yeah, in the article just source. Yeah, it wasn't updated. Uh, so I believe that that's actually a March 9th game, but I don't know, maybe check on January 26th just in case. I forgot I downloaded the demo for that and I haven't played it yeah. yet. Damn it, I need to play so it. That's coming out eventually, maybe this month, probably March 9th. Uh, and then just because it's a light month, let's go ahead and close it out. Olegia comes out for Switch and PC on January 28th. So does The Medium. Ooh, I hope that's Ooh. psychic stuff. And that's coming out for Xbox Series X and S and PC, a rare exclusive. Uh, and then the Yakuza Remastered Collection is coming out for Xbox One and PC on January 28th. And that'll close out the end of the month. Very nice, very nice. We also had a couple quick little news stories, too, that broke within the last week, such as, well, the Curse of Team Chat podcast has struck again because Our last man. week we, uh, you know, we did our most anticipated games of 2021 with the guys from Triple XP podcast, Mike and Shane. And we were talking about that before we started recording or like during the episode, too. We were saying, like, it's we always talk about these games, but then I feel like every time we do, these games wind up being delayed and that has happened with uh shane's pick right. one i think he said he was most excited about too uh hogwarts legacy has now been delayed until 2022 yeah. so not gonna make 2021 the so, first of i think the first really big like delay of the year I yeah like. pretty much at least it happened quickly at least you won't yeah at least it wasn't like the whole year or a month before release date and then like yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah although least, i feel like because it's not supposed to, it wasn't supposed to come out until like at the summer, I feel like. So. Yeah. Uh, but all things considered, you know, it's expected. It's a big game. Yeah. There's supposed to be a lot that's going to go into it. It's supposed to be very expansive. Delays are pretty, they're so common at this point. Yeah. Uh, so not very surprised. And also, 
sure it might feel like a curse for Shane, but it's actually a blessing because this now he has time to read all the books, take his Pottermore quizzes, and make sure that he is properly aligned for when he's able to actually get his hands on the game. So this is your homework period. Chop, chop. And not to mention, too, means the game's just going to be better. So That's true. Yeah. Those delays are for a good thing. Let's always remember that. Uh, but then the other news is that Pokemon Snap has its official release date announced of April 30th of that this year. I'm so very, that one will be pretty cool about. to see. Yeah. I, I have fond memories of playing the demo of that in Blockbuster of the original <laughs> Pokemon Snap. See, I never got to play the original. So this will be my first time getting to actually play Pokemon Snap. And I'm so excited. It seems nice. like exactly the right brand of chill that is exactly up my alley. Because on the oh, one yeah. hand, I do love the Pokemon games. On the other hand, I do feel kind of bad about kidnapping these wild creatures and forcing them to battle for me. So this is just the nice medium of, I'll just take pretty pictures of you, you just look cute, and then we'll, we'll go our separate ways. It's like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of experience I'm in here for. Right. It'll be a good time. But now it's definitely coming out, we know, for this year, April 30th of 2021 but then mogan my god we have one more big story that broke within the last week that i am super jazzed about at the beginning of last week on monday which monday was i don't remember the date exactly but the that monday of last week lucasfilm games put out a teaser video sizzle reel if you will of all these old uh star wars games and everything like that made this whole big reel because now they are saying that lucasfilm is now bringing Everything under anything that's like a Lucasfilm property is being brought under in a video game is going to be brought under the umbrella of Lucasfilm games. Then the very next day, Tuesday, they announce, hey, Bethesda is going to be making us an Indiana Jones game. The world was like, what? What? That's exciting. And then the very next day, Wednesday of last week, they announced that Ubisoft a Star Wars game, and it is going to be an open-world, story-driven RPG experience. Or, I guess they didn't really say RPG. They just said open-world, story-driven game that uh, is going... And, and, oh my god, Bogan, I am I'm hyped. I'm beyond hyped. Your dreams are finally coming true. I do wonder if they're going to, like, contact that studio that closed and be like, can we ha- can we get you guys' notes from that game that got canceled? Right? Send like that's what, concept stuff. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, oh my God, I ha- I wished for a revival of Star Wars 1313. And I will say, just Jason Schreier uh, had kind of like a, a response to that because obviously that's what everybody was blowing up. Like, oh my God, are we going to get 1313? And he was like, no, don't hold your breath for that because the co- he even said like the code is like eight years old at this point. Like it's, it's, a very, it's a very, like it's been shelled and like being a lot of stuff. But that doesn't still bring up, allow for the possibility that we will still get a similarly styled game. We may still get a bounty hunter game. It just won't be called star Wars 1313 maybe, or something else like who knows, but it's just exciting that EA's period of exclusivity with the star Wars license is now over. Oh, thank God. That, that doesn't mean though that EA can no longer make star Wars games. Cause now it's again with the Lucasfilm games announcement, they're going to be able Lucasfilm games is going to be able to partner with any studio they want to be able to make all these different games. So that's like now Bethesda doing the Indiana Jones, Ubisoft making the Star Wars game, but EA can still make Star Wars games too. And we'll continue to be making Star Wars games because we already know there's a sequel for Jedi Fallen Order in development with Respawn. So it's not ending EA's Star Wars history or anything like that. It's just we're moving on to the next chapter with a lot of fresh life being breathed into those games because i think i think that's just what we need like i 
Um, because even though the Battlefront 2 fiasco happened and was terrible and that was really rough, like they definitely did kind of turn that game around and t- after they took out all those things. And it's a very fun game to play. Squadrons has been an outstanding experience. I've had a ton of fun playing that. And then, of course, Jedi Fallen Order was also a very fun game. So I'm not saying that like good riddance because EA gave us some good titles. I think EA could have done more with the license when they had it. But I'm still I still think this is going to be a great time to be able to get some fresh life breathed into Star Wars games. And I'm very, very excited to see what Ubisoft can bring, because I hold this may be a contentious opinion, but it's my opinion. Oh, God, here it comes. (laughs) That Ubisoft is like one of the top open world game developers at the moment. Gotcha. Valhalla is fantastic. Odyssey is a lot of fun, too. Assassin's Creed Origins is great. Like the and then I know uh, the Tom Clancy game, the most recent one was was not loved really well but Rain, rainbow eight siege no i don't uh, know what they're breakpoint, called i think Tom, oh sure ghost, bra- I, can, I don't remember oh ghost but, recon um, breakpoint yes, yes thank you i think thank you, you were you. getting there god the name um, is so dumb <laughs> but that's, a, that's for another day continue <laughs> but so i know that one was met with some criticism but they also did immortals phoenix rising which has been getting incredible press so i think I, ubisoft is like one of the best studios to handle a big open world game like this yeah. so i am excited to see what they bring to the table i still galaxy oh my (laughs) (laughs) i still do really want to play immortals phoenix rising so i do too it's on my list i just happen to have all of these other games right now it's so tough oh being a gamer is hard (laughs) it really is it really is did you see uh in our discord uh james was talking about about how he's he's not going to be buying any new games this year he wants to get through his backlog Grizz Waldo. God, what was that? <laughs> Grizz? Uh-oh. And that is a uh, that is a, a a very good goal to get through his backlog and all that stuff. And yeah, he, dude, he said the only his... game he's going to make an ex- exception for is Horizon 2, which yeah, his, I agree. And his list is wild. So basically what he's saying is, as long as I can beat these games in approximately two months, I'll have them all finished within the year. But the games are Bloodborne, which Woo! is massive, Alien Isolation, Hollow Knight, which you could play for a whole year and never get tired of. It would Nier, take me that long to beat it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Near Automata, which is massive. Breath Wild, which is massive. And it's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, you gotta, you gotta love the confidence. I love the confidence. But wow. I do. It's a, it's a noble goal. It's a noble goal. But I've tried that many times in the past and have failed about a month oh in. Oh, man. Like, hey, Zeus. This is why I like pepper in my big games with a bunch of small games. Yeah. That way you can actually finish some stuff every now and then. Because, I mean, Breath of the Wild, I probably wouldn't have beaten it if it hadn't been for the fact that we, you know, needed to do an episode about it. Right, right. <laughs> oh, but- man. So yeah, and there's lots still of stuff, stuff in that game I haven't done. And Near Automata, good lord, that's easily a fifty to seventy-five hour game. So good luck, bro. Good luck. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> you can do it. Keep us updated, of course. We'd love oh, to hear your progress. But let's jump now into our main topic of the day, which we are bringing to reviews for Ooh. everyone to enjoy. And Mogan's going to kick it off with a review of a game that she has recently been playing through. So what you got for us today? I sure am. So I'm going to be talking about an oldie, oldie, but goodie that I am so excited to actually be able to talk about now because I always wanted to play it when I heard it was coming out and just never got around to it. It was just one of those games that I heard about, thought, that sounds awesome, never picked up. And it is 
Puyo Puyo Tetris. So for anybody that's unfamiliar, you probably, nice. hear the, you probably hear the word Tetris and you're like, I know what that is. Blocks. Make block fall. Make solid row. Make Tetris. That's how it works. Very simple <laughs> and straightforward. Uh, so Tetris in this case has been fused with, I feel like in the West, the lesser known, but equally as fun, in my opinion, uh, and long running series of Puyo Pop. So Puyo Pop has been around for eons. Uh, I think it's actually one of the games that you can play in Nintendo Switch's SNES Online, like mm-hmm. the old SNES games. So it it's at least as old as the SNES. I don't know if it predates that as well, but that as well. But Puyo has been around for a hell of a long time. And if you're unfamiliar with Puyo Pop, the basic gist is you you know what we'll talk about that in a second talk about that in a second. Puyo Pop Tetris is what I was trying to get around to, and this is one of the newer Puyo Pop titles that I know of. Uh, so I do think that they announced a sequel to Puyo Pop Tetris, but I don't... I, I, don't, I think it's I out. It's, is it really? Is Puyo I think Pop so. Tetris I'll, 2 I'll, already out? I'll do, I'll do a quick little Google while do you're... I have the second one? <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris that. 2 for Nintendo Switch, released oh on the, December 8th of 2020. Really? All right, yep. pause the episode real quick. I'm going to go look at my game case. Okay. And three, two, one, ka-cha, unpause. <laughs> so can confirm, I definitely checked. I have the first one. This is okay. Puyo Puyo Tetris, the regular one. I was going to be like, that's had, so funny if you had, if you played through the second one thinking no it was the first. I that there was even a second one out already. Well, now I have to go get that one too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. more to play. Yeah, more to play. Uh, but anyways, um, the original Puyo game that I played was Puyo Pop Fever, which came out, I think, for the Nintendo DS back in like 2004. So that was mm. my first exposure to Puyo. But Puyo Pop Tetris, the first one, uh, came out for the Nintendo 3DS, the Wii U of all things, PlayStation Vita, and PlayStation 3 in Japan on February uh, in February of 2014. Later versions came to the PS4 and Xbox One in December of 2014, and then the Switch version, which is the one I have, finally came out in March of 2017. So this game has actually been out for a a hella long time, Uh, and I just never got my hands on it until I went home for the holidays, and I was like, I need something to play before my birthday and before Christmas. Because I just have this dearth of video games. What's something cheap and short that I think I can play in this short of amount of time that's also co-op so that me and Bro Mogan can play it together? And I just went to the store, found Puyo Pop Tetris on sale for like 10, 10, 15 bucks. I was like, sure, now's the time. I will finally pick this game up. And I am so glad that I did because it's wild. It is, I have never in my life felt stupider playing a game. <laughs> I have never felt so dumb in my life. It's incredible how how much of a dunce this game can make you feel like. So the premise then is the fusion of Puyo Pop 
and Tetris together in one. So to explain Poyo Pop, because I feel like people don't don't know what that is. Yeah, I have Poyos. no idea what that is. So luckily I have our handy dandy visual aid right here, as long as I can get the glare off of it. Said so these are Tetris blocks. In the context of the game, they're called Tetraminos. I don't know if that's correct, but that's what they call them. Okay. And then these little blobular buddies here, these little round friends that all have different expressions and whatnot, those are Puyos. Okay. So Poyos are basically just little gelatinous orbs, and they're just cute, and when you smush them together, they make a little squish sound, because Poyos come out of, so it's set up very similar to Tetris, how you have like a vertical screen of X amount of rows wide and X amount tall, and you are basically trying to fit squares, which in this case are your Poyos, into those slots to create combos so you're trying to both eliminate your poyos and chain together combos to get what is basically super attacks against your opponent so with tetris you're just lining up rows perfectly to be able to eliminate those rows and either get points or in the context of poyo poyo tetris attack your enemy but with poyo it's not exactly the same because the what happens is two Puyos, like a little stack of two, and they can be any color. It can be two blues. It can be a blue and a yellow. It can be a purple and a red. It can be a green and a uh, something else. Uh, typically, two Puyos will come down from the ceiling and they'll just like... How am I trying to say this? Two Puyos will come down from the ceiling and you have to place them strategically to try and mm-hmm. chain together a combo because when you put together four Puyos of the same color, they disappear. So... To give kind of a visual aid on how this might work, let's say that you're able to get three yellow Poyos at the very bottom of your screen all lined up in a row. On top of that, you have another solid row of four red Poyos. Then above that, one of the Poyos on that row is yellow. If you're then able to eliminate the red row, that one will disappear and that additional yellow Poyo you had up at the third row will drop down eliminate the yellow row then you've eliminated Mm. the red and yellow rows at the same time and that's a chain so that's kind of the ideal way that you play poyo pop is your your little poyos come down from the ceiling you rotate them much like you rotate tetris uh blocks and then you place them strategically where you think they will be able to get you maximum value Sometimes you're scrambling just to try and clear your entire board as quickly as you can, which is actually a bonus. You can get a clear state and that's like extra points or whatever. Or you're trying to really block them in super strategically to create massive chains, which are just devastating combos. So that's I'm sure it. incredibly rewarding when you pull oh, off. Like you get so such like an endorphin hard. rush. You're like, yes. oh, it's incredible. You're like, I'm a genius. No one is smarter than me in this world. I'm the best around. Nothing's ever going to bring me down, etc. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Poyo Pop works. So the fusion then of Poyo Pop and Tetris is wild. And the game, so I don't know what I was expecting from Poyo Pop Tetris because I really knew nothing about it other than I know what Poyo Pop is, I know what Tetris is, I feel like I kind of get the gist of what they're going for. In the context of Poyo Poyo Tetris, there's actually a shockingly, a shockingly expansive, because I bought the game for it to be co-op. I bought it so that you can face off against your friend, which you can do either online or local co-op. That's the purpose that I purchased it for. As it turns out, Poyo Poyo Tetris has a super expansive story mode, like a single player story mode that you can play through where it's you versus the AI, just whatever computer character you're up against at the time. But the 
story is wildly funny and it is incredibly in-depth like this is another game where every single character is really like lovingly voice acted like they're all voice acted even though it's just like little 2d anime people just kind of talking to each other on screen with text box all of that is voiced and it's actually done really really well and Bro Mogan is the one who pointed out to me, one of the main characters, her name is Ringo. I was like, why does her voice sound so familiar? She voices Idia Lee from Bravely Default and Bravely Second, who That's is cool. like one of the main characters from that series. And you hear her all the time because Bravely is another one of those th- series that is just wonderfully voice acted. So I was like, oh my God. And we looked up a bunch of the other characters and they are all like kind of big time voice actors and actresses. So it's like, wow, they really got some some big names to be in this game. Can confirm for sure that Mar- that Matt Mercer is in it? He probably is, though. He's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> so the setup then is that the 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 guys and gals and creatures of the Poyo Pop world, which is Ringo, Amity, a couple of other people whose names I can't remember right now, they're just living their regular school life. And then all of a sudden, these gigantic blocks come falling out of the sky and they're like, <laughs> what's happening here and their world, <laughs> their world is like physically covered in tetris blocks and they're like oh man what do we do about this so the poyo world is basically being invaded by the tetris world and vice versa because the game is basically set up these are two separate universes that are accidentally being fused like dimensionally interspatially so it's like an interdimensional problem that tetris and poyo are meeting in real life which is a hilarious way to set up the game's premise because that's what's happening. Because how this actually works in gameplay is depending on what mode you're doing, you on your screen might be playing Poyo Pop. The AI might also be playing Poyo Pop or they might be playing Tetris. You can Mm. both be playing Tetris at the same time. You can be playing Poyo Fusion, like Poyo Tetris Fusion, which is every so often the screens will flip back and forth between now you're doing Poyo, now you're doing Tetris. Now you're back to Poyo, but the things you did in Tetris are still happening on a smaller screen below. So it smashes them both together very forcibly, which is just, what a a concept. Because this is even more interesting when you think about it physically, because Tetris blocks are very concrete, you know, physical blocks. Poyos are gelatinous. They're little, like, non, not incorporeal, but they're very squishy. So if you're doing your Poyo stage and then a Tetris block comes down from the top, that Tetris block is actually going to destroy your Poyo. Because when it lands on them, it's heavier than them. So it will destroy Poyos and go down to whatever the next Tetris block is. So it's a bananas game that has a ton of different modes that all kind of incorporate the same idea in different ways. And it can be thrilling it can be infuriating and it can just be wild crazy fun like uh, my heart rate gets up in this game (laughs) because i'm like i can do this stuff isn't hot in here (laughs) yeah it sounds like it's it's very frantic and like you it's like probably starts off and you're like oh i got this no big deal and then it just quickly accelerates and you're just sitting there like oh boy that escalated quickly (laughs) and that acceleration that you talk about really does depend on what mode you're doing because some of the story mode things are time trials it's like okay we need you to pop this many poyos within a minute or you need to clear eight tetris lines within uh, 30 seconds 
So those are kind of the time trials, but then the actual battles, which is really kind of the meat of the game, is versus. It's you versus somebody else. So how that works in the context of the game then, and this is very Poyo Pop, this is something that, and, and also very Tetris. Uh, so when you clear any row of Poyos or Tetraminos, they are basically like logged into a little, I guess you would say like ammo bank, because it's kind of your impending attack. Mm-hmm. And then the other person has within that next line or within that next Poyo of theirs to respond to that and either obliterate that attack and basically defend themselves or they can't, and that attack succeeds. So when an attack succeeds on an enemy, they get either junk Tetris rows, you know, the gray ones that come up from the bottom, mm-hmm. or in the case of Poyo Pop, they get junk uh, Poyos, which are just clear, colorless Poyos that clog up your screen. And you can get rid of them, much as you can get rid of Tetris blocks if you do things correctly, but it's hard. Like, it's not it's not easy. You have to make sure that you're doing things very strategically. And it's a fast-paced game. You don't have a lot of time to think it through. So if you miss an attack that you should have defended, or if you don't line up your combo right and you didn't get enough of an attack on the enemy, you're just dead. You're just going to die. <laughs> uh, and and I, I will say that the game sometimes, especially in versus real life, like with the AI, it's typically fairly balanced, but with real life, which you can play online, like you can play online with anyone around the world and pick if you want to do Poyos or Tetris. First of all, I noticed the vast majority of online people are picking Tetris. And I think that's because the the game is actually a little unbalanced. Mm. Tetris seems to have kind of a natural advantage over Poyo Pop, which is understandable because no offense to Tetris, but it's easy as shit. It's so easy. The concept sure, yeah. Is, Tetris is easy. Yeah, in, I, I blaze through it. In concept, <laughs> the concept of Tetris is extremely easy. It's just drag and drop, make blocks, blocks go away. Right. Poyo Pop is not the same. Poyo Pop is much more of a strategic game because you have to put together your blocks not in ways that make sense, you have to go like you have to go wide and long in terms of okay, I'm gonna line this up to go here and then this up to go here. And then when I get rid of this one, they're all gonna fall and they're all gonna make a chain. So it is a lot more thought to put into Poyo Pop than it is to put into Tetris, mm-hmm. which is my personal opinion. And if you disagree, you're the wrong one and I'm right. And we cannot agree to disagree. <laughs> so that's where I'm drawing the line. So uh Poyo 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 Tetris is insane. The story is very charming. Some of the characters are absolutely hysterical. Bro, Mogan, and I were losing it over some of the character <laughs> interactions because they're so funny. So don't skip the story stuff. It's actually really fun if you pick up the game. It's, a, it's just a, a fun, silly, good time. And then the meat of the game itself is just extremely addicting. Like, you can be stuck on a level for hours and just keep trying and trying and, cr- and trying because it's so fast. And you're like, no, I can do this. I can definitely do this. And then five hours later, you are still on the same level. And you oh, did. damn. Yeah. So it's very difficult uh, if, if you're like me and you're not super familiar with, you know, either Tetris or Poyo Pop. I'm not good at Poyo Pop. I, I, I know it a little bit better, but that doesn't mean I'm good at it. So uh, it's, it's difficult, but it is very fun. Would recommend Poyo Poyo Tetris. So go nice. play it. It's super cheap. You'll have a blast and you'll be really mad. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Great. That sounds like a game I will rush out to buy then. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess you could get Poyo Poyo Tetris 2, which I didn't know was out. 
and you know play the updated version but still yeah. at least they you know like the seo for this episode is probably going to be really good because everybody's like poyo poyo touch your suit yeah exactly <laughs> they're gonna be like oh wow that game just came out yeah it sure did it sure did six <laughs> sure years did. ago <laughs> exactly <laughs> well nice that does sound like a fun time and you know a fun twist on a very on two very classic games so yeah, that's pretty fun real. to see well so the review that i was going to bring for this episode is about a uh an interesting game as well a fun a fun uh very fun light-hearted adventure that i just completed bug snacks oh my god i'm so excited oh real quick we might yeah. talk about this later but bro mogan was telling me his like spotify top songs uh-huh. the bug snacks song was on there <laughs> because he listened to it so much that it cracked his like top five so that's what's funny about the bug snacks song i know the like when the bug Snacks song came out it did become like it took over everybody was talking about it everybody was listening to it i have somehow avoided getting that stuck into my head. But what the Bug Snack song I have stuck in my head is the version that I own created where it's set to the tune of Love Shack. So it's Bug Snacks, baby, Bug Snacks. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what it plays in my head all the time. That's and I, just, I can't I can't get it out. <laughs> so Bug Snacks came out on November 12th, 2020, was developed and published by Young Horses and was released on Windows, Mac OS, PS4, and PS5. And it is an adventure game. Uh, So the story of this is that you play as a reporter. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen from the, like, promotional art trailers and whatever for it, you know, you're these, like, furry creatures. Uh, They're called grumpuses, Grumpuses. although they're very Muppet-esque, I would say. (laughs) And so you play as a Grumpus reporter who received an invitation from Lisbert Megafig, who's like this adventurer, uh, archaeologist type. Uh, You received an invitation from her to come to Snacktooth Island where she has made the discovery of a lifetime, the existence of bug snacks, these little creatures who look like fruits and other foods. But they're fully sentient and you can, or, you know, and stuff like that. But if you eat them, they have some very interesting effects on your character. So you, uh, you know, you like, this is a, this is a beat I can't pass up. And you travel over to Snack Tooth, Snack Tooth Island. But then as soon as you get there, your uh, balloon ship is, is, uh, crashes from the sky oh, and God. a massive earthquake hits the hits the island as you get there. Oh god, and what a whammy. So you you wake up, you are immediately greeted by Philbo, who is the mayor of Snacksburg, the town on on a, on Snacktooth Island, and he says that like, "Oh, this is really cool. You know, I know Lisbert invited you to come learn about bug snacks and everything. Problem though, Lisbert's gone and we don't know where she is. So Uh-oh. how about you help us find her as you do your, you know, reporting on the story?" So at this point, I said to myself, Jarrett, you know who is going to love this game? Mogan. Mogan will love this game. You know why? Because it is a full-on investigation game. Oh you my are going God. through. You have to like, as you, you have to pick up clues, invest, um, you know, not interrogate, interview other grumpuses on the island to, <laughs> to be able to get their stories and to figure out what exactly is going on on Snacktooth Island and what are bug snacks. So... It's very fun, though. Like, it's very lighthearted. I was kind of going into it. Uh, just a much here. I was kind of going into it like, I don't know what this is. This looks like this will be very 
entertaining for sure. But I, I was also like, I don't know how well this is going to click, but I played through the whole thing pretty quick, like within a week and a half time, I'd say. So it's not, oh, I meant to actually look and see how long it, it took me to finish it all up. But it's very fun because you do interact with all this wide range of characters. All the different Grumpuses on Snacktooth Island are very, uh, they all have their very distinct personalities, distinct, even like vocal like there's one guy who's like a farmer who I'm not, I don't want to go too far in because discovering who all these people, the grumpuses are is very fun and, and it's very entertaining to get to meet them and, and learn about their personalities and their traits. But like one is like a, a farmer and he's got really gruff voice. Oh, he's like, let's, um, you know, catch me some bug snacks so I can plant them and, and make more crops and all oh, this God. other stuff. <laughs> and then there's one who's like kind of, you know, he's kind of like timid and scared and, and all this. And uh, one, this other character definitely has like a strong Minnesota accent straight oh, no. from Fargo. So they're just like, oh, don't you know all that stuff. But it's so it's so fun getting to meet all the different grumpuses. But it's also a fairly in-depth game and story. Like you have your main quests where you're going about and just doing all the different things. But then you also, each Grumpus will then have side quests for you to take on. So there's actually quite a bit of game for you to get to play through and everything, which has been really fun. Like I said, the whole the whole palette of this game and art style is very bright, very colorful. And the design of the Grumpuses and the but but more the bug snacks themselves, because like I said, they're all very food-based and what they look like. So it's very, it's very fun to like see them and be like, oh, I bet I know like this, like there's one that's like a spider, a spider bug snack, but it looks like an upside down cup of French fries. Well, it's called a frider. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> there are, there are uh, strawberries that looks like an upside down strawberry and has eyes on it and it like runs along the ground and it's called a strabby. There's oh. one that was like a flying buffalo wing, like, you know, like a, oh, I see. And it's called a buffalo kist. Oh my God, that's hysterical. <laughs> so I don't want to go like, because that's the same thing. Like it's super fun. The other one that I did really like was like a cheeseburger that had curly fry legs and it's called a bunker. And then, <laughs> but like, so, I, but the thing is, I don't, same thing, just like discovering the Grumpus is it's super fun to get to find out all the different types of bug snacks. In fact, there are a hundred different bug snacks that you can Ooh. catch in this game, which spoiler alert, that is a trophy for being able to catch all the, all the bug snacks. Did so. you catch all of them? Not yet. I haven't. Loser. I haven't well, it's nice. I will say this too. It does have a point in the story where it is point of no return. Like you do, you do this, you're going to finish the game, but you can then from the main menu, load your save and it'll load up your last save before the point of no return. So you can go back and complete any side quests, bug snack catching that you haven't done and different stuff like that. Gotcha. But what's also really fun about the bug snacks is when you catch them, and this was a fun little thing that I, I don't know how, how this comes across in the other versions since I was playing it on my PS5. But when you catch one, the little speaker on the controller will like the the bug snack will like say its name. So it's like you catch a strabby and it goes, Strabby! Oh my and god. And the bungers, when they chase you or you catch them, they go bunger? Or oh but god. then when they're like chasing you around and everything, because you you can like have all these different methods to catch them, which I'll talk about later, but and it's so when you like make the a bunker happy, it like runs after you going bunker, 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 bunker. Oh bunker. my god, that's so cute! <laughs> it's super fun, but uh, and so that's one of the things that makes the game so fun too is that there are all these different methods for catching the different bug snacks. Like you start off and you just have like a simple trap, like it gets a bug snack gets within the radius of a trap and you activate it and it closes down on them and you catch them, but then. 
some other bug snacks, like I said, like like the bunger, for example, you ha- they're too big to be ca- caught in that trap. So you have to like figure out a way, some kind of way to like stun them. Well, you can use that are uh, these sauces, various sauces that are growing in on plants throughout the bu- snack tooth island, such as like ketchup peanut butter, chocolate, just growing on plants and you grab them and stuff. But then you could use those sauces to attract the bug snacks and play the bug, different bug snacks against each other to get different results. Like some bug snacks are on fire. Some are icy, you know, different stuff like that. So like that was really fun that it's not all just, I see a bug snack. I catch a bug snack. There's a lot of like puzzling and getting your various tools and contraptions and other bug snacks to work together to be able to capture different kinds. So that was really good that it did keep that kind of fresh, that it was that slight. I mean, it was a puzzle mechanic, like the puzzle mechanic, too, of how do I catch these different bug snacks? But then the other thing that I did really like, and speaking of Pokemon Snap coming out in April, it had a very strong Pokemon Snap element to it where... Since you're a reporter, you have a camera. So that's how you learn about the different bug snacks and what attracts them and what they don't like and what they are scared of, what they love is you take a picture of them and you scan it. And then it like gives you like the full like breakdown of what the of what the bug snacks they're like little bio dossier. Like your Pokedex, if you exactly. Will. <laughs> but it's a s- s- bug snackadex. A bug snackadex. <laughs> bug snackadex. So it, that was just like really, really fun to see. Because it was just like super, you know, it's engaging. You were kind of like, okay, you see like a new bug snack. You're like, how am I going to get you? And then when you do, again, it's very rewarding. Uh, But going back to the Grumpuses, like I said, they're super fun to get to talk to and get to like learn their personalities and their traits. The one thing, though, that I was super, I like loved about this game is how it normalized representation in the game. Oh, Such as. Yeah, like some of the Grumpuses, there's a gay couple, there's a lesbian couple, oh and a non-binary, non-binary character, and which is great to see that being just represented in this game. But what I loved is how you didn't be like, hey there, I am, you know, gay or something like that, you know, like, or <laughs> Pleased I'm a to lesbian. Meet you. I'm gay. It's Who like are you? you just learn through conversation <laughs> that like, oh, this character has a boyfriend. This character has a girlfriend. One of the right. characters, you learn about the non-binary character because somebody just says, oh, they're out there doing the, this thing. It's just, it's, it's just, it was so nice to see That's how it's awesome. just like so incorporated into the world naturally and not just like a force point of, oh, hey, hey, look, 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 look. You know what I mean? It's, it just, it was so, it was very refreshing to see. And I love that about Bug Snacks because and, and, of that reason. And what a game where like, you you wouldn't see it coming. Exactly. I, that, that, that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea that was not in any of the many reviews <laughs> I have seen so far. So hell yeah. Yeah. I love, I, I, you love to see it and you I love, love to see, see it. it. Yeah. The writing was super fun as well. Like it's it, of course, like a game like this, you already know it's going to be silly. And you even knew from the trailer it was going to be silly because at one point in the trailer, uh, Philbo comes up to Lisbert because that's who like the main the main character in the trailer, like talking to you about it is Lisbert Megafig in the trailer for the game. And Philbo comes up to her at one point and she's and he's like, I, I need help. I can't pick this up with my weenie hands because oh. he had he had like because that's the thing about the bug snacks and you know this from the trailer when you eat a bug snack it changes a part of your body to be what that snack is so like philbo had eaten a hot dog bug snack or something like that and it made his hands both into weenies and so it was very you know 
So you obviously know there are going to be a lot of good jokes around that. There's going to be a lot of puns, fun wordplay, but then also a very fair share of eye rolling while laughing dad jokes, like kind of awesome. stuff, because it's just, it just made for a very, very light and fun game, which I just, it was just really fun to play through. Uh, let's see. And so, yeah. And then like the snackification, because that's what they call it when you change, when you're able to be changed and more through the bug snacks is called snackification. And so it's, it's kind of fun because some grumpuses will request certain snacks for you to feed them, but you can also just catch bug snacks and feed them to them at will and then change them to whatever you want them to the grumpuses to look like. So it's a lot of like fun puzzling around like customization in a way of getting to play with the different snacks and see how that snack is going to represent itself on the various body parts of the grumpuses. So it's just, it's just fun. It's just, it was just such a delight to play through again. I was kind of worried about like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to try it out. And I like, I wanted to come back to it. I wanted to keep playing it. It wasn't like, okay, this is fun, but I want to finish it now so I can have a review. Like I legitimately enjoyed playing through the game. Really? So the only, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask. It seems like it's a fairly short game. So how much time do you think you put into it? I want to say I, I should have double checked this. Actually, let me see if I can find it on my phone, actually, on the PlayStation app. Uh, let me see if I can see. I should have checked. I want to say it couldn't even like I jerked around. I did a lot of the side quests. I didn't do the main ones. I mean, I, mean, I didn't do all of them. And then but I did a, quite a few. I want to say it had to have been like maybe eight to 10 hours. Really? That short eight. to Yeah, 10? I think huh. so. I would have guessed at least 20 to 25, but that's, you know, oh, yeah, from no, someone no, who no, knows no, 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 no. nothing about the game. Definitely not. Definitely not that. Um, and that being said, if I'm not mistaken, it's also not an air quotes, full price game. Correct. Isn't it's it $25. Like, okay. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Which is that it's, ps5 price like i know that it was free. i think that's it's that's it's yeah because it was on the ps plus when it came out in november yeah. and so you could snag it that way but yeah that's it's normal just like not on sale steam price ps plus price also you really bucks. just missed an opportunity to say you could snack it that uh, way aha i did i did <laughs> okay fool. no i can't i'll have to check and uh and i can like say later but no it's it's not telling me how long I played on the app, but it, it had to have been because I played it. I played it for a few hours yesterday to wrap it up. And then I played it was like during the week on, on my lunch, but I didn't play every day. So yeah, I'd, I'd have to say like a good, probably like eight to 10 hours. I'd say for, if gotcha. you were like kind of like hardlining the main story. Um, But so really the only thing that I would say I didn't really like or and not even that I didn't like or like and I would even say were huge knocks against the game. It's just with anything like even though the grumpuses were super fun and super enjoyable to like talk to and learn, there were a some that I was like, OK, you're a little annoying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's true with any game. So like some of them, I would be like, I don't really want to do your side quests because I'm. I, I don't want to talk to you, <laughs> but, yeah. but that was only like one or two of the grumpuses. And then same kind of thing too. Once you got really good with, with catching the bud snacks and like figuring it out, 
later game, I would say that it did kind of be, there was a little bit more predictability and to be like, okay, I, I know how to catch this one. Like it could be a brand new snack that you've seen, but I'm like, yeah. I know how to catch this one. Just like based on what's already in your arsenal and you've done, yeah. you've done that gamer thing of learning how the game works. Exactly. Galaxy so, brain. Again, not even, not even like a, a huge knock. I will just say like by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get through the story. Cause I want to, I want to see how this wraps up. The, the joy of hunting the bug snacks has kind of like, worn off a little bit but not not anything to be like don't play this game because of that that's not what i'm saying at all it just by the end of it you're kind of like okay okay I, I, I was ready to be done but still that like other than that no nothing nothing really at all like it was super the the controls and how to like learn how to catch all the snacks was super easy to pick up super intuitive the characters, like I said, were all really fun and bright to get to play around with and get to talk to. The exploration was good. There were a good level of secrets, especially as you are continuing on with your investigations and trying to find different clues. And the and on top of that, too, the soundtrack was delightfully peppy through the whole time. The story, I don't want to go into really the story that much because it is a fairly new game. And I know there are probably a lot of people out there who haven't had a chance to play through it yet, like, like you. But I will say this, the story is oh how do how do i say this it went in ways that i did not expect it to go i will say that so it had I, some unexpected it. it had some unexpected twists and turns in there that i was like okay okay all right so would you say that you think it might be paradise killer adjacent or maybe not quite that far gone i i wouldn't say not that quite not far that. gone it's, That's okay. but it's still but I, I was playing this through it and i was like oh man I, I was just the whole time saying like Mogan is gonna love this game. I bet because... I will. I, I do really want to play it. I, I it's one of those games that in my head I'm saving for when I get a PS5 because I would just yeah. like to be able to play it in its maximum colorful fun. Oh, but it I, is colorful fun. I don't. I I might break down. It depends on how long it takes me to get a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I might break down and just get it for PS4. <laughs> well, because it was one too that like it kind of used some of the new uh, features of the DualSense controller. Like if you were like running or walking along your the vibrations would alternate from the left to right side of the controller as your character was was stepping and stuff like that and it just it just was a delightful fun experience to play through quick little short game to play but man was it it was it a fun one so if you're really looking to something light and you know wanting to break in that ps5 with a great experience hey try bug snacks try a bug snack try a bug snack and see how it changes you so yeah Loved it. I thought it was a great time and would highly recommend Bug Snacks. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it, I guess. We have those two reviews. Yeah. Brought them to you. Go play them. Go forth and play, as it were. Uh, but Poyo Poyo Tetris 1 and Bug Snacks were the reviews that we brought to you today. Both highly recommended games. Yeah, and probably Poyo Poyo Tetris 2. I do know that at least Poyo Poyo Tetris 1 does actually have very high ratings. Like, if you go look at any of the places that you can buy it from, it's got like four and five stars across the board. So it's yeah. an excellent game. I'm sure Bug Snacks is too. So, yeah, let's let's all just go out there and play more games. Mm -hmm. so with that everybody that wraps up this episode of team chat podcast if you have played poyo poyo tetris or bug snacks please let us know what you thought of the games by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com commenting below wherever you're enjoying the the show or uh, you know hop over to the old discord and talk about it with us there we would love to hear from you but until next time everybody i'm one of your hosts jared wilson joined across the power of the internet by rachel mogan fairly well we will see you all next time 